Hello and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman and I am happy that you have joined me today. Maybe you're a first time listener and if you are, can I just say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and sharing 20 minutes of your life with me. I know that when it's over, you're going to be glad you did and you'll want to come back more often. Uh, As you know, I always bring interesting and wonderful people onto my show, and so today is no different. Today I have someone who, uh, that I've known for several years, um, and she is one of my favorite people. I always try to get her to go with me to do women's conferences. I try to get her to uh, do all kinds of things with me in the ministry. And so when she actually has time to commit and say yes, I'm always thrilled. And so today I have invited to my show uh, my daughter-in-law, Brianna Lumpkin. Welcome. Hello. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here too. So we're starting off a new year, uh, just kind of getting our tapping our toe into 2020 as it were. And um, so what do you think is your biggest dream for 2020? Oh, that's hard because I haven't really taken a lot of thought into it yet. But um, I think for just a dream for my family, we're just looking at um, buying a home and getting a property where I can garden and just um, raise my kids and just enjoy life. And so that's our next step. And so that's my dream for 2020. I have lots of dreams, but that's, that's a big one that comes to mind. That's awesome. I want you to, I'm, I'm on board with that dream with you. Now, Brianna, you are, um, a woman who wears a lot of hats. Yes. You are a wife, you are a mother, but you're also uh, a pastor of a church out in Hinton called Faith Church. You and my son pastor that church out there. Um, you guys were church planners. Mm Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about going back to your hometown and planting a church. Well, this is nothing I ever dreamed of doing, right? I had all these plans to, Mark was going to work in the oil field and I was going to be a nurse and God just completely interrupted our life and um, we found ourselves back after God had showed us what he wanted us to do and um, found ourselves back in our hometown where we had graduated from, Lokiba, and we were high school sweethearts, and um, yeah, planning a church out there. It's been quite an adventure, and over the last 10 years, you know, we're looking at a new decade, and I just can't believe all the things that God has done. Um, it's been incredible. We, When you and Mark first got married, you were high school sweethearts. You mentioned that yes. while ago, and, and uh, when you guys first got married, the first few years of your life, um, you were not active in your faith at that time. No. I had been raised in church, um, just like most people I feel like in Western Oklahoma had. Um, raised in church, but my relationship with the Lord really began um, after Mark and I had been married for a few years. And really just God radically changed our life. And I rededicated my life to Him. And um, that's when I, I ha- started having a real, I would say, relationship with Him. Um Seeing him as a friend, as a um, just the Lord of my life, it, it really changed everything. So there was a and, and there was a kind of a radical line shift. It wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, it was radical, and it was rather fast. Yes. And you guys just sort of did a hairpin U turn, and your life was totally different. Did you ever dream in your life that you would be a pastor or a pastor's wife? No. And um, when Mark shared with me that he really felt called to ministry, and felt, and I said, "Well, um, I'm not sure that I feel the same way," and I was not very nice about it because I just had never envisioned that for my life, and now um, I can't imagine anything else that I would be doing with my life now. But, um, 
yeah, it's amazing what God has done inside of our lives. You know, one of the things I think that you do really well, you're the mother of four children who are under the age of nine. Yes. Uh, in fact, twins were one of God's sign that you guys were going to go to Hinton and plant yes. a church. So they yes. have a, we have a nine-year-old son, seven-year-old yeah. twin girls, yeah. and then a two-year-old little boy. Yes. And um, what is it, how do you navigate that pastoring a church? Your church is running about between five and 600 yeah. now. Yes. How do you navigate parenting, being a wife, and uh, keeping those priorities in order as you pastor a church that's growing Uh, by leaps and bounds so quickly? It's been um, a learning process, that's for sure. But uh, I feel like God has given me a deep passion for just my kids and my family, just being a mom. Like that is just something that God has always laid on my heart. Since I was a little girl, I would dream about being a mom. And I even thought I was going to have four kids, and I have four kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, just keeping that as the the top on my list of things and then everything else can fall into place after that is what I've what's kept me grounded this whole time because there's so many things that can pull for your attention being in the role that I play and so yeah that's my answer to that one <laughs> and and as a as the wife the co-pastor of a a church plant where you mm-hmm. started with about what 25 people yeah uh to in how long have you guys been in Hinton we moved back in 2012. Okay. So you've been there about eight years. Yeah. And in that time, you've planted a church from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've grown in this span of eight years. In, now, Hinton, for people who don't know, is a town of about, what, 2,500 people? Oh, it's actually, a, uh, I think it's like 3,500. 3,500 people. Um, and so to grow a church that quickly and that size out in the rural community is a pretty it's a it it is mind-blowing a little bit and it's also um you know it's it's totally different than say operating in a metropolitan area yeah yeah we um when we started you know um, our pastors pastor josh and miss tiffany we said we didn't doubt church and i really feel like when we moved out there we were just full of faith and just knowing what God has done, but he's exceeded our expectations so much. Like all the stories that he has told through the church and through the people that have come connected, it's just unbelievable, really, yeah. what he's done. But yeah. Yeah. And one of the core values of your church is that you build spiritual family. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting that your heart and passion for family is one of not only something that drives you as, as a wife and a mother, but it also drives your church in yes. that creating that spiritual family. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, it's just a whole different, um, it's this aspect of spiritual family just is something I've ne- I didn't grow up around, didn't understand. Um, it's kind of new to me as far as um, with our church, but it was just a revelation that we had that um, these people are our spiritual family. I know that's what it says, but um, when you really grasp the, that, it just changes how you do life with the people around you. It changes how you interact with them. Um, I feel like it makes you more comfortable around other people. Um, it's just, it's been amazing, you know, just all the things that I've learned in 10 years. We were talking about going over the past decade, and it's like, I've had four kids in the past decade. I've moved eight times in the past decade. <laughs> I mean, I've learned so much. My brain is so full of all the things that God has done. It's been amazing. It is amazing. And it's been as a mom uh, to sit back and watch what God is doing in your life is one of my uh, most favorite things to do on the planet. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about um, your your giftings as far as your heart for intercession, your heart for prayer, your heart for um, just seeing people um, come to know the Lord in a personal way. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys at your church are very passionate about discipleship and yeah. teaching people about that. Talk about that a little bit. Um, well, my heart for prayer and just a passion for that started when, you know, Willow was sick. And if that, most people don't know that story, but, um, when she was born, she was super sick and just, um, laying on my face for the Lord, just searching for answers for that and just crying out to him really lit a fire in me to, um, you know, pursue him all throughout the day in prayer and that's one of the, I feel like it is a gift from God. And um, I pray that everybody has that same passion to pursue him like that. But um, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just asking to talk a little bit about how you teach people oh, yes. to have a, to, you know. Discipleship. Discipleship and to yes. how you teach people to have a life of prayer. Those well, kinds just of things. Walking with them, the whole aspect of spiritual family. You know, I, I, it's just even in my own family. I'm really close with my own sister, um, and just talking with her daily is part of discipling her. It's the same way inside of our church. Just being really um, intentional about caring about people. Uh, that's one of the things that God has always placed on my heart. Like really showing people that you really genuinely care for them. And that is how I feel like I disciple people, you know, just by sending them that text that's like, hey, how are you doing today? And then that just opens up so many doors to be able to disciple them in the day-to-day mm-hmm. life, you know? And and that's important for you as a mom in discipling your children. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the techniques that you and your, and your husband, my son, mm-hmm. use as you disciple your children and train them in the ways of the Lord? Well, I think like any... Um, point throughout the day, we'll throw in something about God, <laughs> um, whether we're teaching them about not to fight in the car or what it is, we, we try and reference the Bible. And so instead of just, um, you know, just saying, oh, we're just going to sit down and read the word today and y'all are just going to absorb it. We try and do it throughout the day. And I feel like just the other day they, they were, um, we were, had some big thing going on and it was, you know, we were worried about it and it was, um, And the kids came to me and were like, Mom, we need to pray. Mom, we need to pray. And just to see that they have seen things happen inside of our lives and our first reaction is to pray. And so it was so happy. I mean, like my seven-year-old girls are coming to me and they're like, Mom, we need to pray. Mom, we need to pray. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're learning that at such a young age. It made me so happy just to see that all those little things were, um, were adding up and teaching them and and they're so much further ahead than I was at, at my age. Oh, gosh, so for sure. Me too, for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and and they are really, those kids are really blessed to have parents who who really understand the beauty of relationship with God. And, yes. you know, all too often, you probably run in this at church a lot. We talk to people a lot in our counseling sessions, and I'll ask them to tell me about their relationship with the Lord, and they'll tell me about their relationship with the church. Yeah. And and you guys are passionate about saying, no, it's not about, I mean, there is a relationship inside the yeah. church for sure, but the priority is that relationship, that personal, intimate relationship with yeah. God. And so I think that that is really powerful. You guys have walked through some tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, my son preaches frequently that the once they gave their heart to Christ, once they really began to follow their life with Christ, um, their te- their faith was tested more oh, than yeah. even before. Can we talk a little bit about um, your 
how River got here and the story about how that happened. Yeah. Can you tell that story? Um, well, we were we had three the um, we had Riker and the twins, and then we became pregnant again with um, our fourth. And I was not prepared for that. I think the girls were two at the time, which meant Riker would have been. Yeah, three, four, three and, and, and a half. half. <laughs> um, and I just was not prepared for that. I would, and I was like, "Oh gosh, what are what are you doing, God? What are, you know?" And so we um, started. We found out I was pregnant, and we found out I was pregnant when we were on vacation. Mark's like, "Can we just wait until we're off vacation to find out?" And I'm like, "No, we're not going to wait. If you're a woman, you understand that. You don't want to wait to find out." Um, and so. Um, we um, we got in about nine weeks. We went and had the ultrasound, and we saw the baby on the ultrasound, and it had a great heartbeat already. And um, then we started walking a few more weeks down the road, and I just felt like something was wrong. I just had something in my spirit that something wasn't right. Mark was working a lot. He was doing roofing, and we were planting the church at the same time. So he was, you know, having to work multiple jobs. And he was gone a lot, and I was home with the kids, and I just told him, you know, like, we have got to go to the hospital. Something's up. And we went, and, of course, we had they had shown that the baby, we had lost the baby. And I was kind of in a daze um, through that whole time period because he was working so much. I had three young children. I just was like, what is going on? And so um, I ended up having to have surgery, and they told me, you know, you were so much farther along than what we thought. You're going to not feel well. And that really started some health challenges for me after that. I, I was just um, super tired all the time. I just noticed that, you know, my body had just not bounced back. And so then about two years later, we became pregnant again, and uh, the fear just was overwhelming. Um, it was just so many times Steve actually would message me. I don't know if you remember this. He messaged me one night. He was in worship, and he was like, I just want to let you know I'm thinking of you. And at that same point was I was having such a hard time with battling fear of losing another baby. And um, we went to the doctor's office, and she spins that little wheel, and she tells me um, February 27th, and I just burst into tears. For a due date. Yes, for the due date. And I just burst into tears, and Mark's like, what is going on? <laughs> like, you know, because I've already been a hot mess all this whole time, you know, and he's like, what's going on now? And I said, that's um, the due date of the baby we lost. And so many signs um, that God had given me when I was losing that baby too. Um, just reminders of his goodness and his love. And um, and then we we did. We ended up having River February 27th, which is odd anyways because mm-hmm. I had so many pregnancy complications as far as like high blood pressure, things like that with my other births. And I'd always given birth early. Mm-hmm. And so I actually made it to 40 weeks with River, which is like my fourth kid. I make it the longest. And um, I believe that was God's like saying, yes, you're going to, it's going to be your redemption story. And he's going to bring so much joy to your life. And I had actually been prophesied over that I was pregnant. And she said, up from your belly will flow rivers of living water. And, and I think it's John seven thirty eight or yeah, don't quote me for sure. <laughs> but, um, and so that's how I got the name River. But it's been all the things we've walked through have only um, drawn me closer to God. They may have been things that most people would say, I don't know how that could happen, but it has. He's turned all those things around to make my relationship with him grow deeper. And just it's just been an incredible journey. And I'm ready to rest, though. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> four, maybe four and four is we're done. Yes. Uh, and, and you know, it's funny because you just said earlier that, you know, when you were in high school, you dreamed about having four yes. children and you have four children. Yes. So I think we all know that that's the river's the last. Yes. And he is the, he is a beautiful gift to us. We're all just thrilled to have him. He is. He, he is too, but has an incredible heart for the Lord already. And, he um, he loves being at church and mm-hmm. he loves being on the platform. He may yes. be our next pastor. Yes. Who knows? We'll just see what happens with that. Yep. But uh, it's a beautiful thing to have that. You know, I love your story. I love what I've loved watching over the years. There were tough years. There, there were some were. really hard years. There were. Uh, but God has redeemed every one of them, yes, you know, yes. and it's I love the name. That's why the name of my podcast is He Doesn't Waste a Thing. It's because God redeems even what we think is the yes. absolute worst. Yeah. And uh, he turns it into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today. You're um, if you are interested in um, connecting with Brianna, we'll give you at the end of the show here, we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, as you know, I always like to tie up my podcast with some fun questions. Yes. They're not deep and theological. Good. <laughs> They're just the first thing that shoots out of your brain and then it come out of your mouth. And uh, so it's just a fun time that we have. What's a perfect Friday night look like for you? A perfect Friday night is a date night alone with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and where would you go? We would go probably some, some type of Asian food. That's my favorite type. Um, sushi, Vietnamese, any of it. Asian, I'm down. Okay. Um, what's your favorite pastime? Reading or gardening? Reading or gardening. Which yeah. I don't have a garden now, but I one day in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> and um, tell me, what is, a, what is a quote from a movie that you would use in your real life? Oh, gosh. I'm not a movie watcher. Okay. Well, then we'll move right on to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) If Jesus had a favorite color, what would it be? Blue. Why? Um, I don't, that's what, that's how I see him. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Do you have a life verse? I, um, have a verse that I love and I won't be able to even quote it to you right now. Um, I place you like a seal upon my arm. Anyways, it's in Song of Solomon and it's just a verse that got me through a lot of um, hard times in my beginning days of really deepening my relationship with the Lord. And it's like, people are like, that book of the Bible? I'm like, yes, yes, that book has my favorite verse in it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what is one thing that you remember about high school that you could leave behind and never talk about again? Oh my goodness. The book. Oh, this is going to sound so funny, and my friend will understand. The body sprays. When we were in high school, we would cover ourselves with these body sprays. Now that I've gotten all natural, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was smelling all these toxic fumes. And, like, <laughs> goodness gracious, we were covering ourselves from head to toe. <laughs> body sprays. That's super, super funny. Um, what is the biggest dream you have for your daughters? My biggest dream is that they have a deeper relationship with the Lord than I have had or I will ever have, that they go even deeper. That's my biggest dream for them, um, that they experience him, him in so many more ways than I have or I will in this lifetime. That's what size shoe do you wear? Seven. You wear a seven? I wear a seven. <laughs> she also wears the same size as her nine-year-old yes. son. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's super funny. Um, What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? 
most embarrassing thing, um, public speaking when I was in high school is the most embarrassing thing. I didn't take my notes for a speech I was supposed to give in front of a huge audience and um, I walked off the stage crying and it was very embarrassing and God has really had to push me to speak in public. Really had to push me. <laughs> it almost prevented you from moving forward. That's right. That's but I have right. heard her teach, and she is amazing. So you. Uh, you want to keep that in mind. Uh, and I want to just, I always wind it out with this one thing. And I ask, this is the last question I ask everybody on my podcast. Okay. If you could say just one thing to make Jesus famous, what would you say? To make him famous. Hmm. I would say one thing. I don't know if this would be the right answer, but I, I, you know, like we were talking about is just pray. I don't know if that's the answer to make him famous, but that would be my answer to anybody that's going through anything in their life right now. Um, talk to him. Talk to him all day. And when I mean pray, I don't mean formal prayers. I mean talk to him. All Have a conversation. Have a conversation. So yeah. we'll we'll make that say God is conversational. Yes, that's God right. is he is he is conversational. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today. Um, I am super happy to have you be a part of our podcast. Brianna is an amazing speaker. Uh, she is a wonderful person. If you are interested in connecting her, with her, you can find her at Faith Church in Hinton, Oklahoma, yeah. and their website is faithchurch.family. And uh, so you can connect there and find all the things. You can follow her on all of those social media platforms. And I will link those in our show notes so that you can get to her if you need to. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and being a part of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing broadcast. This is that time when I ask for my three favors, the trifecta of favors, if you will. First of all, if you're a first-time listener or maybe you just haven't taken the moment yet, would you just stop right this second and hit that subscribe button so that all the latest podcast episodes will be in your feed? Second of all, would you give us a five-star rating on iTunes? It helps our podcast bubble up to the top so people can find us easier. And finally, and most importantly, this is the biggest way that you can help us. Would you mind sharing this podcast with your friends and inviting them to join us? As you know, there are uh, over 40 podcasts available for you to go back and listen to all of them. I'd love it if you do, because there's some amazing people that we've encountered there. And so thanks for hanging out with us today. And remember, until I come back again, he doesn't waste a thing.